Hey, welcome back to Baseball Mainly. I'm your host, Jess Monticello, and with us in the studio today is the regular crew. It's our bench coach, Corey Patrick Stewart. I make sure that everything is going smoothly, and if it is, then I just sit there and just talk to the player. <laughs> just, just, just like several bench coaches in the big leagues. And with us today, as usual... And with all the numbers is Ethan Statman Perlman. Yeah, and uh, thankfully my calculator is working today. Oh. Well, you don't need a calculator. You can do it in your head. It's, you know it's, the... it's only Tuesday, Jess, you know. Maybe later in the week. Well, this is uh, opening day week. Opening day week. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for some baseball. I am, too. We've had some warmer weather here lately. Mm -hmm. We've gotten out of the teens yep. uh, into the 30s and 40s. And we had a 60-degree day a few weeks ago. We I did. Mean, yep. I'm, uh, I'm excited about some warm weather. Mm -hmm. I can I, see you got that bat in hand. I'm ready. You I know, need we're, the smell of the grass. As, as we have been in the past, we are sponsored today by My Bat Co., it's my bat company. Mm -hmm. Beautiful bat. This one happens to be one that belongs to my son. Personally engraved, Yeah, it has too. his name and the number 25 on it, which is his favorite number. Mm. And uh, that's because it's my favorite number. It was the number of my one of my childhood favorites, Norm Cash. Norm Cash. Called him Storm and Norman. Yep. Anyway, you can go to mybatco.com, get you a nice wood maple bat they'll make it any color you want mm -hmm. they'll, they'll give you one like this that has a non-finished handle they'll flare the end do whatever you want they'll make it to your specifications they also sell uh baseball commemorative rings oh nice nice jerseys hats these guys do it all you need to give scott yaki a call and uh, Tell him Scott's, we sent at, you. Scott's at 833-916-4228. My Bat Co. Beautiful bats. I Gorgeous bats. Gorgeous bats. And, you know, uh, if you're going to play in a wood bat tournament, you need one. Yes, and you do. You want, you want, you know, this maple's made, comes from trees in northern Michigan. Oh, wow. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Good hard, hardwood. Yep. Uh, and I use maple bats, and the ball flies off the bat because... Number one, I'm so strong, but gloves you know, are no gloves, Jess. <laughs> no, I haven't been wearing gloves. I've really? been wearing batting gloves lately. Oh, and by the way, the seasoned I think, hands. I think my bat coat could set you up with some batting gloves. I, I would take they them. They offer batting gloves as well. You can I go have, to their website and check it out. Hands. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, give Scott a call eight three three nine one six forty two twenty eight or go to their website mybatco.com. Awesome. Before we get into that, though, you mentioned something. Favorite numbers. Joey's 25. Your favorite number 25. Do you have a favorite number? I, I have two. Okay. Uh, first one is 18. Okay. The second one is number one. Okay. I know. Weird combo. Uh, Not really. Why do you like 18? Yeah. Why do I like 18? Uh Jewish faith, 18 means life. Oh, so, very nice. Uh, that That's the main reason for 18. Number uh -huh. one, I, I don't know. I just, when I played basketball, I wore number one. 
it's just been my number ever since I was, you know, an athlete. And, you know, it's also probably because I was the smallest player on every team. So and it always, one and always, it always fits on a jersey. Well, <laughs> and it's the easiest number to count to. That's the way it always worked in Little League when they handled out, handed out the, uh, the, the jerseys. Mm-hmm. They got larger with the larger numbers. Yep. So the smallest jersey was a one. And you might had a, have a 15 or a 16. They were just one, two, three, sure. like that. Mm-hmm. So the 16 might be a 2X. Oh, yeah. Right? So we can see why you got yeah. the number one. Glad you finally filled out a little number bit. Number one. <laughs> How about you? What's your favorite number on a I had two also. So number two, uh, because uh, Derek Jeter is from my hometown, Kalamazoo. And uh, just always appreciated Derek Jeter. So, And then hearing number two. Derek Jeter, <laughs> uh, every single time, you know. Well, he's pretty you, good. Yeah, he's a pretty good baseball oh, player. Oh, huh? yeah. You think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame? Maybe. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Just a hard maybe. Right? Hard, yeah, hard maybe. Hard maybe. Well, and then number 15, actually, just because I was born on the 15th, so I was always partial to just going with 15. It's a clean number. Well, my number's 25. You need to know that there is a tiger in the Hall of Fame who at one time wore 25. And he's still around today, working for the Tigers. Wouldn't it happen to be Jack Morris, would it? No, it would no, happen no, no. to be Al Kalon. Oh, okay. His okay. first year in the bigs, he was number twenty-five. All right, Justice, kiss, kick me and Ethan out of here because we didn't. That we should have known. Well, that should have been the first guess we had. Actually, yeah, you're yeah, right. That yeah. should have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's no opening uh, day kind of uh, thing to get you in the mood mm-hmm. than to see pitchers who can throw 100 miles an hour <laughs> like Randy Johnson. That's right. And this, this little snippet of video puts me in the mood for baseball when I see Randy Johnson bringing it at a hundred miles an hour. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is baseball. Boom! Ooh, that poor that poor and, little bird. Good and it's Lord. it's baseball from when I was a kid because Randy got a do-over. <laughs> <laughs> After they cleaned up all the feathers. <laughs> I happened to be in Phoenix a few years ago when they retired his jersey number for the for the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. and they showed that video. He's he gave it. He was giving his his speech. And they were playing music, and while this great music is playing, the crowd's on their feet. They're loving Randy Johnson. They showed that video, and the place went nuts. It was just. That's baseball. Because there's, I feel bad for I don't the think bird, but yeah. there's no intent. I honestly think that will never happen in sports history I, ever I'm again. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened since. I mean, you see at some of these oh, games, yeah, yeah. you see uh, the birds in the outfield. I'm surprised bird hasn't gotten hit by a, a fly ball. A fly ball. Yeah. Because that's and coming off would, the bat even harder than And what, a what pitch. do they do in that case? They play it? I, I would think, yes. Um, wow. Well, one of my favorite movies, Major League... <laughs> 
you know, about the Cleveland Indians, but th- at that time the Cleveland Indians were terrible. So you can you can kind of root for that movie. Uh, uh, Serrano, Serrano, yeah, Serrano. Serrano yeah. I think he goes and he actually does hit a bird in that movie, <laughs> and he runs out to the outfield as he's circling the first base, and he goes to try to save the bird. Did he offer it to Jobu? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, uh, that. That's one of my favorite videos, despite the bird being I, obliterated. It was over quick. Yeah, yeah, 100 uh, miles per hour to the dome. Yeah, and, I'm pretty with, sure he did not feel anything. With uh, opening day coming uh, right up, there's there's something we need to read uh, in honor of my fa- one of my favorite announcers, uh, and hopefully this uh, means something to you, especially here in Detroit. It says. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds is come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Mm. Yeah, I miss I miss Ernie, and unfortunately, yeah. Miss Lulu passed away a few weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I never heard a bad word about either of them. No. Just, Wonderful people. Ernie was a great announcer. And he loved the city of Detroit. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He was like Mr. I. He just, he, he really engulfed what it was, what it is like to live in Detroit. Every opening day, I, I think about Ernie and I miss him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Tell me about some opening day traditions. Uh, I'm going to let Corey start with this one. Uh, <laughs> he, he had a great tradition well, that he shared at the beginning. You know, opening day here in Detroit, it's a wonderful time. It really is. Because it's just a party all weekend. It's what? just a party all weekend. You get out. The weather's a little nippy, but, you know, enough sun if it's if it's a good day. If it's a good day. It could if be it's a good 30 day. degrees yeah. and a little bit of snow. snow. Or it could, it could be, be 50 yeah. some and sunny. But you go out and you get downtown Detroit and you tailgate and cops are mingling with people with you know, people are walking around <laughs> saying hi to each other. Even the fans that come and so work for we're the at, other we're team. We're actually in a nice area to be at oh, here yeah. at opening day. Exactly. Come on down to Detroit. It's not that scary. And then you grab yourself a nice cold <laughs> one and you walk around. And the cops don't mind as long as you're not being angsty and, you know, getting into fights, which we don't. You know, we're nice to the opposing team because it's the beginning of the season. So we have, we have nothing that, to be angry about yeah. yet. And then, you know, my tradition is opening day. Well, start of the season, but opening day also. <laughs> I get my uh, my hat for the season. Yep, I always get my hat. So so you uh, must have a number of hats. I have quite a bit, and it's starting to overtake my closet. <laughs> well, I have my away hat today since the Tigers are opening on the road. On Thursday, people, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's a speaking of traditions, there's a group of guys that... Three o'clock? Three o'clock. Oh, sorry. Okay. Canada. Three <laughs> thirty in Newfoundland. So uh, I, I, I had a, we had a tradition, uh, and and I, I I think it's still going on. We we uh, guys who went to fantasy camp for the Tigers mm-hmm. meet by the Methodist Church there. There's a, a, one of the guys brings this big motor home. Oh, nice. And they they have that parking lot, and they grill hot dogs and hamburgers. There's some liquid uh, refreshment. <laughs> Everybody puts in $20. Oh, nice. And they hang out for several hours uh-huh. before the game, have a nice time. They talk. Some of the former Tigers stop by. Oh, very cool. Guys like uh, Rosema, maybe Jim Price, sure. people like that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, uh, any uh, funds left over, and there's usually quite a bit, uh, goes to Jack's Place for Autism. Oh, that's so that's cool. Yeah, I think it's a great tradition yeah. that, uh, that those guys have. How about you, Ethan? You have a uh, tradition for uh, uh, my, my tradition has always been I'm in school. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, normally, opening day, I'd be sitting in school. Uh, one, one year. I think it was only one year. It wasn't opening day. It was opening weekend. I got to work the second game of the year. Mm-hmm. So I got to miss school for that day, um, but no. So what are you doing this year? This year? Uh, is this the first year that you'll be able to enjoy I mean, opening th- day? This is the first year in a long time that I'll be in Michigan uh-huh. on opening day with really nothing firm in my schedule. We well, are going to party. Let's take into consideration people who have to work on opening day or be in school. It should be a national holiday. Everything should be closed. <laughs> Everybody needs to be at the ballpark. You but. know, that's the one thing that I actually, because Osmus actually said that. He, he was interviewed, you know, what's it like to be in Detroit for opening day? And he honestly gave an honest answer and just said, it's like a holiday here. Honestly, things shut down. People just enjoy the weekend, the, you know, the, the, the day and they go, you know, they just have a great time, even if it's win or lose. We, we have a great time here in Detroit. And the reason for that is, as Ernie said, for lo, the winter is past. past yep. yep. It is the first day of spring if you're a baseball fan. And even if you aren't, if you're just a fan of warm weather to come, yeah, that's what opening day is about. Yeah. It's about getting together with friends who've, who've been shut in the house mm-hmm. all winter. Yep. And uh, maybe we can uh, get down to uh, the stadium without any ice on the road <laughs> and, uh, and not fall through one of our great Michigan potholes. Ah, uh, yes. And, 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 find, and enjoy some good, each and find some company. good parking yep. for not that much money, but, you know, it well, is you have hard to, to do that. You have to scout it out right. beforehand. You, you know, several days in advance, you have to go and find the right parking spot. That's true. Well, here, you know, people start their year on January 1st of every year. I start my year opening day, or, you know, when baseball season starts, because that's what 162 games means to me, is that I can fulfill a few seasons, you know, spring, summer, and then right into fall. Three seasons. What other sport goes into those? Well, three, at least. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do, you think, do you think opening day starts a little too early for the weather? For the professional, no. For college, Hell yes. <laughs> well, have you ever have you ever been in, in a pro dugout? Yes. They're, they've yes. got heaters uh-huh. all along under yeah. these benches. You know, our high school season was supposed to start today, mm. and uh, they've canceled the games. I don't uh. know why. I think because the groundkeepers aren't uh, We're professionals. Happy. Yeah, well, that too. At any, at any rate, um, uh, these guys, you know, you only have to be on the field a few minutes, and you hope that your opening day pitcher... Yeah. Right. Can throw a few strikes, hit a few bats, and get out of the innings quickly, so you can get back on that heated bench. Yeah. Well, uh, this year the Tigers don't need to worry about that heated bench. They are going to be indoors. That's oh right. yeah, yeah. Toronto, the Rogers yeah. Center in Toronto. Canada. Yeah. It's probably still cold in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, it is Canada, so it probably yeah, is. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, you would hope that they keep it relatively warm. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's going to be the starting pitcher? Uh, that will be Jordan Zimmerman, and he will be facing off against Marcus Stroman for it's, the Blue Jays. It's a solid. It's a solid choice. It's it's honored to 
give Zimmerman that because who else? I mean, Boyd. Fal- yeah, but I don't think he's paid his dues enough yet. I think he's had great seasons. I think he's going to be a great starter if we don't accidentally trade him. Um, <laughs> but Zimmerman, he's a seasoned guy. Give him if it's it's a season that you're just going to be trying and trying to build and and gain. Give the veterans that honor because that's what they deserve. Zimmerman uh, has incredible talent. Mm-hmm. He has been hurt much of the time he's yeah. been here. And it's hard to play with injury. It is. And he's played over it, but, mm-hmm. but hasn't had great success. I no. think he's going to have a good year, a really good year, if he can avoid you know some more of these neck and back yeah. problems. Yeah. Uh, and I like the way he throws. He throws strikes, and he gets the ball, and he throws it. Yeah. You know, the uh, was it Papa Grande who would take 10, <laughs> 10 minutes between every pitch, it seemed like. It, it, just seemed, to... it seemed like every closer up until uh, Shane Green would do the exact same thing. Yeah. You get the ball, you walk around the mound 10 times, you know, mess with your hat for 10 minutes. Honestly, and... if I was a batter going up against Chapman, though, I'd want to have him take as much time as possible. 100, 100 mile per hour fastballs coming at me, you know, every think... single pitch. I, I need a little bit of time to recuperate. Didn't Christian Stewart take him downtown in a game a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think he, he did. Might, he he probably been. did. He yeah. might have been. Hey, uh, we have another Tiger uh, uh, who's going to be pitching on opening day, except he's going to be pitching in Oakland, Mike Fires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we trade away Sorry, a guy Mike. who's well, an opening day type pitcher, number mm-hmm. one in their, their rotation. Well, technically, they've already had their opening day. Well, that's true. That's uh, do you, do, I know it counts I mean, in, in the it system, does count. but you, that the real reason, which is the next topic, why those games happened in Japan is because... Well, I mean, but these, these games were announced even before, oh, sure. even before Ichiro... Resigned as a player, yeah. Because I thought he actually semi-retired last year. He did. Yeah. So yeah, he well, how did Chiro do in those two games? I don't know. Did he even get a hit? Oh yeah, I, I think, I think, he, I think, he, I think he, he did. He got okay. a, yeah. a hit. Yeah. yeah. He made some good throws. You know, <laughs> the, the arm is still there. Still yeah. has a cannon. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he going to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, no doubt. Hands down. Ichiro Suzuki, Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. In my mind, you know, anybody f- that's had. 10 200 hit uh, seasons. It, that's amazing. A 200 yeah. hit season once in your career, a lot of times, is. I mean, is, that's not even the amazing. stats because he played in Japan before it came over, yeah. right? Yeah, and he it's had not even the stats. Uh, about 1,600 that's, career hits. Yeah, in that's American Japan. stats right yeah. there. That's crazy what he his career led up to. Well, and the. And the thing that always got me was I knew him as Ichiro. Okay. I didn't even realize he had a last name for like the first five years <laughs> yeah, that I, I knew of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He may he may be buying the the motorcycle brand that uh, bears his name. <laughs> yeah, ten uh, uh, time All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP. Yep. Okay. Two thousand seven. Yep. All Star game MVP. Uh, he was also the 2001 AL Rookie of the Year and MVP as well. It's crazy. And how about a 311 batting average? Over 3,000 hits. That's uh, 18 years in the league and have a 311 career batting average? Almost 10,000 at bats. Hmm. That's crazy. Unbelievable. 780 RBIs. It's just he is the epitome of what you would want for a leadoff hitter. He's got speed, he's got a good eye, and. He can and he and he can play the field. Ten-time uh, Gold Glove winner. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, just an well, amazing player. Look at how player. young he looked. He still looks young. I, think. I mean, he, he, he's, he's graying a little bit. You know, a lot of these guys just don't stand close enough to their razor. No. Kind of no. like Ethan. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. No. Well, in Detroit, I'm, you have to, though. I mean, or I, not Detroit. In New York, I'm New sorry. York, in Detroit, you, do you have, have to. No, yeah, in New York, you, you have to, which is weird. You're hearkening back to the Sparky Anderson. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Uh, but he he played for the Seattle Mariners from 2001 up mm-hmm. until 2012 when yep. he was then traded to the New York Yankees and played there from 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Then signed with the Miami Marlins, played there for two seasons, and then this past offseason re-signs with Seattle to play in spring training and two regular season games. Hey, what do, it, go out the way you want to go out, honestly. You, you deserve that and... Uh, just uh, a tremendous athlete, mm-hmm. a tremendous uh, uh, career, and uh, I'm sure that he could go anywhere in Japan and do anything he wanted. Easily. In business or anything else. But I think he's going to stay with Seattle in some capacity. It, it would be a smart idea. Um, I would assume they'd probably put him somewhere. I think they were talking. I think they were talking about front office stuff front office, or okay. helping, you know. I was going to say assistant. player development or player front development, office. Yeah. yeah. I think he enjoys it. Obviously, he'll probably be spending a lot more time, you know, back at home in Japan now that, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, coming back, obviously, for the season. Maybe, maybe he'll find the next him. Maybe. I mean, honestly. I mean, I don't know that uh, there is uh, another or, Ichiro. Or, no, Oriental countries, I tell you, South Korea, Japan, even a little bit of China and, and the surrounding countries, they love baseball. Watch the Little League World Series every year. It's uh-huh. like Japan or uh, Korea. the Korean Korea, team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is always in that, you know, international yep. final or in the finals period of mm-hmm. the Little League World Series. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's the, the Tigers are, is, as I've said here a few times, you know, the Tigers are a few players away. I think only a few players away from being competitive. I mean, really sure. competitive. Yeah. And to me, competitive is uh, over 500, right? Yep. Especially in the, the, the division we're in. Well, I think we, that, well, I think we're we're in a good development stage, and I think there's a a lot more camaraderie in the in the clubhouse now uh, between younger players and and these veterans, and uh, you don't usually get that a lot. Well, I know we're building, right? Mm-hmm. And some other teams are building. You know, there's some some uh, free agents were signed here recently, mm-hmm. like uh, Alex Bregman, five years, a hundred million dollars. But just uh, the numbers just keep going up. So this, just so people know, it was a five-year extension. It buys out the last two years, no, last, all three years of arbitration and two years of free agency. So good for him. Great player. Yeah. Man, and, he's and been the, a fire plug for that team. And, I mean, that's a bargain for Houston, $20 million a year. For a guy who more than likely the next five years, we'll be finishing in that top five, top ten for MVP every year. How long healthy. is Houston going to be behold these numbers? You know? I mean, they, they, I mean they honestly, have... World Series champs, you know, making the... If they can keep these extension offers where they're at, mm-hmm. I mean, it could, little... be, it could be like the Golden State Warriors of basketball. Uh, well, they... Eventually, they will suck again. <laughs> they, signed, they signed Verlander this week, mm-hmm. they, or they extended him two years. Yeah, two years. 33, 33 million a year, 66 yep. million bucks. Yep. Like he needs the money. <laughs> you got uh, uh, 
and, and you know, Verlander is, and I, you know, I've gone out of order here. I'm sorry, Kelsey. Uh, but just, you know, because he, he's another Houston Astro. And um, you think about that, Altuve. Uh, who's the, the big, uh, the uh, big boomer they've got that uh, just smokes Correa. for Springer, Correa? Yeah, Springer, yep. yep. What a team. Yeah. And those those guys were all drafted one after the next. Yeah, so. Houston did it right though. They Houston did did the, did the analytic thing. You know, look at it let's build and, it and do it. It isn't just doing it right. Some of it's lucky. It is. Some of it is finding this guy that you really believe in, and he doesn't, and he lives up to what you believe, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have some debilitating injury. No. You know, there was a basketball player last night who had compound <laughs> fractures of the tibia and fibula. Oof. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean you're seeing I, that more I, I, and I more I wouldn't even want to have been at that game and seen that. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. You know, and I, nope. if it doesn't end this guy's career, it will be amazing. Yeah. I mean, that could happen in any sport. Unfortunately, that's happened in basketball a lot over the last few years where you're seeing these compound fractures. Oh, and you know, to, drink your milk, children. Think back to the uh, quarterback for uh, the Washington Redskins. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my! Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert. Uh, are you talking about Robert Griffin? No, no. no he's talking he about his leg uh, before that. Joe Joe, Joe Theismann. Theismann. Oh Theismann. Oh, um, it was horrible. God. If, if you watch the beginning of the Blind Side, you'll see the hit. <laughs> yes. And it was. Uh, were they playing the Giants that night? Was it? Uh, it was Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence that took Taylor. Him down. Yeah. And you know, it was he was just trying to take him down, and he hit the front of his leg, and that, you could just see it yep. break. That's, oh, not, it was that's not supposed to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got no, we have other know. signings this week. Let's move on to something a little more pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Snell, five years, fifty million. Good gravy. That's a, that's not you know that's that's okay. Ten million. I mean, a year. I mean that's a Cy Young winner who. Still is under team control, I believe, for four years. So well, Tampa, Bay's, buy... Tampa Bay's been in the rebuild for quite they, a bit, they, right? They've been in the rebuild. They're also, you know, in that new phase where they're using the opener rather than the starter. Yeah. In that rotation, yeah. so. But I like I like Blake because I can see he's a lefty. He is a lefty, although I I do have a gripe with him. Uh, he's got to grow either. He's either got to grow out that goatee. <laughs> Or he's just got to shave it off. It it's looks warm terrible. It's warm down there. Let me tell you why I, I'm <laughs> okay with it. That is a part of your chin that if you shave with a razor, it's very easy to get that nick. Yes. And, you know, I mean, it's just... Yeah. Then you got this yes. little, little scabby deal going on. But, I, I, I mean, it's... it's I in, some, in some of these photos of him, <laughs> you, got, you got, like, it's, like, patchy... And then some photos, it's good. Oh, I'm and then sorry, <laughs> Ethan. I'm sorry that all of us can't grow a wonderful, glorious beard like yours. I know. Well, it's I, truly a I, gift. I'm not jealous <laughs> of you can, that you can grow the beard. I can do that probably in a, about 10 minutes with my Italian heritage. You however, got the skip mustache, though. However, skip mustache. The, the problem with the beard is the same problem with the mustache. It's not going to be nice and black like uh, Ethan's. No, nope. it's, <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be white. I'll be looking like Santa, a, a skinny Santa Claus. <laughs> Distinguished. Yeah, we got Eloy Jimenez signed. Well, we think an eight-year seventy. Well, eight-year eighty million. When you count these signings. Yeah, and you know the the funny part is, he signs this deal, and he has not played. A single game in the major leagues. 
they he, they, they are committed yep. to him being the cornerstone of their team. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure that they, you know, locked him down. And he he says, I'm all in to win a championship here in, Wa- in uh, not Washington, in uh, Chicago. Yep. And, you know, Cub, Cub fans, you know, may not may not be happy because the Cub fans are, uh, the Cub fans, you know, they might regret that Jose Quintana trade because that's what brought Jimenez over to the White Sox. Yep. And Quintana has not panned out with Chicago. Sure. So it, it will definitely be an interesting, um, be an interesting. Well, we get to see him a lot. To watch, we get yeah. to, we'll be able to watch him because we play the White Sox quite a bit. Yeah, so. like eighty times a season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so well, we were. I was recently in Chicago over the weekend, uh, helping out new radio media, um, and we, I drove by. I still call it U.S. Cellular, right. but I know it's Progressive. No, what is it? Uh, what is, uh, what is it's the new Gu- Guaranteed rate field. Huh? <laughs> guaranteed rate. That's what it was. It's and it's just so funny because it, I always saw U.S. Cellular driving into well, Chicago. They, they change it every oh, I like, know, few years. But they, can't, I, they can't keep a sponsor. As much as I don't like, and I'm going to get gripe for this because my best friend is a White Sox fan, but as much as I don't like Southsiders, it's a cool stadium. The stadium's okay. Yeah. I like they have some uh, some nostalgic uh, statues there mm-hmm. that I, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the ones we have at Comerica. Oh as yeah, well. they're gorgeous. Uh, but uh, they've got uh, Luis Aparicio out there. Aparicio. In, uh, I think that'd be maybe right center. Mm-hmm. It was a great player, and not many people talk about some of these these great players from the past. Yeah. Mini Minoso mm-hmm. you know, played for the White Sox at one time. Anyway, so so next up we got Paul Goldschmidt. He uh, signed a five-year extension with the St. Louis Cardinals, who he was traded to over the off-season. So it's five years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. Makes right makes it most sense for the Cardinals. I mean, they just have a look, and Paul seems to fit there pretty yeah. well. <laughs> Guy can smoke the ball. Mm-hmm. Good first baseman. Mm-hmm. Played in. Uh, Phoenix there for a long time. Yep. Uh, he, you know, St. Louis, they just always seem to win. They just, they have the. I think they have obviously good ownership, and they have the, I guess, the talent when they need it to be. If they have a down season, they know immediately how to turn it around the next season. Well, one of my favorite baseball players in the, in the league I play in, a guy named Dave Harville, mm-hmm. is a huge Cardinals fan. Really. And just because Dave is such a wonderful guy, I'm okay that the Cardinals win a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Harvel. Having growing up, I always having to watch uh, the Cardinals win was always a, a weird, a weird experience. Either Cardinals or Yankees. <laughs> well, Cardinals had some great players, and, mm-hmm. and going back to Stan Musial, Stan the man. Hey, um, here's the Dan, uh, the. Uh, the uh, Dave Dombrowski uh, signing, <laughs> uh, Chris Sale in Boston. Let's sit on this one. Five-year extension, 150, only 30 million a year. Worth it? Yeah. Do you think so? Well, just yeah. because he's left-handed. Well, I, I mean, he's he is still one of the top three left-handed pitchers. Sure. In all of baseball. Yep. As long as he can strike guys out 
and keep command. I don't care what his velocity is at. Nobody can hit his baseball. Uh, but like Con- uh, consistently hard. I like say. Skip said at the, just at the beginning of that, uh, it's the Dave Dombrowski rule, and Boston's going to be paying for it later down the road. Oh, but but with but with this, Boston did not have to give anything up. With, no. With the with the initial trade for him, Dirt. yes, they gave up uh, prospects. You know, but, but signing. But think, but think price. about who. But think about who they gave up for sale. They gave up sure. Mankata and they gave up Kopech. Yep. Kopech, recovering from Tommy John, sure, has pitched like sixty innings in the majors since this deal, and Mankata hasn't figured it out at no. the big league level. No. So, so I guess for, you can't say it's a complete Dave Dombrowski no. trade because when he was giving up prospects in Detroit, yeah, was, they yeah. all went off to go play for really great teams. Well, let's think about this. When Dombrowski was here, we we get Cabrera who. I do not regret that trade at all. Oh, I still think that's an Al Avila trade because Al knew him way before when he was down in with the Marlins and everything. I still well, feel like that Dombr- was Dombrowski more of a. Dombrowski was the GM at the time with right. the Marlins yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, but um, the the big thing with that trade was think about who you gave up and where they are now. Yeah. And if they would have come up in our system, would we have been better off? I don't know. Well, we gave up but Maven, we, right? We gave up Maven. We mm-hmm. gave up uh, our first-round pick that year, which was Andrew Miller. Yep. Um, we gave up another starter who I cannot remember, but he, that starter has since re-signed with us and then been released by us multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about how Dombrowski's how he did deals here and how he's sure. doing deals there because it looks like it's the same, but I think he's gotten smarter with who he trades and who he well, keeps. Well, with with players and prospects, I think that's a different story because it's a crapshoot. Yeah, if it's a guessing game. But We're, when it comes to brass tacks, that's a lot of money you're spending out there in Boston. That's a lot of clams. Yeah. How what they happens, say it out there. What happens <laughs> now with Mookie Betts, who's going to be a free agent who knows? in a year or two? Will they have the money they, to actually pay him what he's what he's worth? I mean, they'll have the money to resign him. I mean, I have no doubt that Boston's owner will shell out the money mm. to to resign Mookie yeah, Betts. He's got Dombrowski squeaking in his ear. So. I think. I think Anybody could be squeaking in his ear, and he'll shell out money for sure. Mookie Betts. Keep the... Other players, not so sure. Mookie Betts, definitely. Yeah. And uh, Jacob DeGrom, five years, 137.5 mil. Boom. You know, I just I saw a tweet about this earlier. Um, you know, it was funny. The Mets were, you know, kind of slowly working towards this, but not, like, having any urgency. The fan base was like all over. You need to either you need to, you know, keep him in here for the long term. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Mets fan base and the players in that Mets clubhouse really applied the pressure hard mm-hmm. on this management, and that's why this deal got done. Yeah. Well, if you're going to play baseball in New York, you want to play for the Mets because the the press probably isn't as tough on you as they are on the Yankees. Nope. And besides that. That city field's a nice ballpark. I, I was there a few yeah. years ago, uh, back, I think the last year that uh, Victor played any uh, at the position of catcher because it was in a National League park. They mm-hmm. wanted him in the lineup. Yep. And he played the night I was there. Uh, he caught. The Tigers won, by the way. And it's a, it's a nice ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can walk across the parking lot and hop on what turns into a— uh, a subway at some point in the city. And we got on the express. I didn't know there was the express Ooh. subway. Oh. 
And it took us about 45 minutes to get from there all the way back up to Washington Heights where we were staying, which is a long way. Yeah. Um, their mass transit system is amazing, but it's starting to fall into quite a, quite a bit of disrepair. At any rate, DeGrom is there. I'm sure he could take a helicopter to the stadium if he wants. <laughs> 137.5. I wonder what the point five is all about. Well, a half the, million here, a half million there. Does it begin to add up? Or I, I mean, there there also is two opt outs in this deal. Um, after the 2020 season, he has a player opt out, and going into the 2024 season, it's a club option. Hmm. So it will be interesting um, to to see if either one of those options ever get exercised. I did not realize this, Corey. I apologize. He's actually 30 right now. Yeah, so I was going to say. So this yeah, signs yeah. him through his uh, age 35 season. Oh, really? Um, so he's two years away from decline. So, so you know, this was a very interesting extension for how many years it was. That's, but but you, I didn't know about the player option, so yeah. that kind of helps. Do you know how bad this makes me feel that 30 is old? <laughs> well, when you're a guy throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, I, I get the although cheese. Ver, although Verlander is 37 and he's throwing 100. So. Yeah. Well, I he also is married up. to Kate can, Upton. There's a lot of factors there. My, <laughs> my fastball gets up way above 50 miles an hour. Every oh, I bet. Now. Yeah. Hey, who's left? Who's, who's, who's left uh, that's a free agent that is available to help our Tigers this Bartolo year? Bartolo Colon. I don't think that's a bad idea. What? <laughs> I don't think. I think. You know, the Tigers' problem is not going to be just winning. It's going to be putting butts in the seats. And when you go to see Big Sexy play, <laughs> I would. That's the crazy part. I would. I would. But I would also want to see him bat. That's the fun part. Well, he'd get to bat a little bit, just not in Detroit. No. You know, I wouldn't mind him DHing if these were at the end of the year, if these became meaningless games. I yeah. would not mind him seeing at DH. Well, you oh, know, I think because that, that, that would be something yeah. to watch. Oh, sure. And you know what? The guy can still pitch. Oh, he can. Yeah. Because you can't you can't throw at the velocity he was throwing the no. last few years and get guys out unless you know how to pitch. Well, yeah, yeah, he had accuracy. And what we tend to uh, do in the minor leagues, what we tend to do with guys coming up, we we worry about velocity instead of whether, as Jim Price would say, pitchability. If we if we instead of understanding, you know, I think the pitching coach for the Tigers should be Frank Tanana. Sure. Here's a guy who used to throw in the high 90s, mm-hmm. hurt his arm, figured out how to pitch. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of Rick Anderson. Well, I don't know that much about Rick Anderson other than he's stuck with what we have. I mean, but he, he is really optimistic, and he's spoken highly about all of our pitching prospects. You know, right now we might not have the best rotation. We might not have the best bullpen. But he's working with them on their mechanics. Yep. But he is so high on Mize, on Fiedo, on Manning. Even you know with Boyd, he's made some adjustments with Boyd that he thinks will end up making Boyd a top of the line guy. I have guy. nothing against oh. Anderson. My my problem is maybe the way we draft guys. We're we're so concerned about a guy who can throw the ball through the wall, but. 
Guys at the big leagues hit the fastball. They do. Every, you know, I don't care who you are in the big leagues. You could be Ray Euler. You yeah. can hit the fastball. Yeah. Okay, I, I, can, I can I can definitely respect that. But with the last few years, if you look at who we drafted in the first round when it comes to pitchers, okay, Mize, good fastball, but his power pitch is that splitter. Yeah. That splitter is graded high, is pretty much an unhittable pitch for him. True. Uh, Fiedo, his unhittable pitch was not his fastball. It no. was his slider, I believe. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Manning, it's his uh, curveball. And the Franklin Perez, who we got in the Verlander trade, his unhittable pitch is his changeup. Yeah. So all of these guys have good fastballs, but their off-speed stuff is what made them you, a first-round you got to have a pocket full of stuff, an arsenal. You do. If and you're the, a starter, for sure. And I honestly think the big reason why Verlander had a resurgence after that year is because he worked on his other pitches. He said, I didn't need to throw a 102-mile-per-hour fastball in the seventh. Oh, I can get you out with a slider or a changeup right now and make you look silly more than I would throwing a you know a moving uh, hundred mile per hour fastball. That's where it all changed. We had two guys here who had incredible movement on their ball: mm-hmm. Verlander and Scherzer. Oh man! And and you could just you could see it on TV. When you see it on TV, you know the batter's going to be screwed. It, it looked scary. Get w- yeah. wicked with it. Well, that's you know, why R.A. Dickey did so well that one year. R.A. Dickey, oh my God. He had there, the knuckleball. Come on, nobody could hit I him. I mean, but, but the funny thing is, knuckleball pitchers have the longest lasting career in the big leagues. Yeah, you're not stressing because, your arm. Yeah, I mean, you can be throwing that ball full, as a knuckleball, yeah. mm-hmm. 62, 64, and then you know you throw an 80 mile an yeah. hour fastball. Yeah. But if you're throwing that knuckleball and you can be somewhat accurate because when you're throwing a knuckleball you have no idea where the, the ball is going <laughs> that's why the catchers wear those big uh, they gotta wear the first gloves. base the yeah. first baseman catching glove i yeah. mean you need that extra space yeah to you do well uh catch the ball who else is left we've got keichel and kimbrell yeah it, it, would they be a fit for the tigers no is keichel a fit to replace fulmer uh is, for the, uh, I think he's got maybe, the same beard. We would have to give him somewhere around a two or three year deal. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not Definitely. gonna get him on a one year deal. And if you get him on a two or three year deal, you're gonna be probably paying twenty to thirty five a year. No total. Oh, Possib- For Dallas Keuchel. Possibly. Well, I mean, right now, I think his market per year is gonna be fifteen million. Yeah. So if you sign him for two, that's your thirty. If you sign mm-hmm. him for three, that's forty five. Yeah. Maybe you give him an option after that second year if you sign him to three. I don't like the signing of Kimbrough. I want Joe Jimenez closing. Yeah. Um, well, we got Shane Green closing this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Green. But Joe can make him if, move. If Shane Green isn't traded by the trade deadline, I feel like he will be traded the next offseason. Sure. Um, him and Castellanos. They have a podcast. Hmm. And, Andy, Andy, Andy Dirks, former Tiger, uh, has a podcast. Andy Dirks, I loved the way he played. Yeah, big guy. I just wish he hadn't big had gotten hurt. Yeah, yeah, I know. That yeah. guy, that guy. I you just know, remember him beating out routine ground balls to first, not because he has blazing speed, but because he, he dug it out. He played he, in uh, uh, he played in South American ball that one year. He was having a really good season. He played all year long, <laughs> and it was like I think that was probably what took the toll. But well, it sounds to me, guys, 
from what you're saying, we're not going to sign these guys, so we get, we're dependent upon the prospects. Yep. Who's our prospect of the week? Our prospect of the week is Isaac Paredes, um, infielder. I think it's Paredes. Paredes, Paredes. You say tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's, so, a, whoa, that's a big kid. Yeah, he... he Definitely is, you know, on slightly on the more built side, no doubt about it. The uh, thing with him, he was starting out in our minor league system as a shortstop, came over in the same trade that we got Candelario in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are believing now that he more than likely won't play short just because he does not have the quickest range. The right, yeah. Uh, possibly second, third base. Oh. Um, he looks a which, lot like. Gian, who used to be here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't mind if he comes up in the next few next year, hopefully, sure. and plays third, because then I would not mind seeing if Condelario can play first and then have Miggy DH uh, every day. Um, but, okay, so... That Isaac, would be the move. That, w- that, that would, would be the be move, move if you were really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I can't see Candelario playing second. Nope. If any place he would play, it would be first base. Yeah. Uh, so Parada is he appeared in six spring training games, batted a four forty four with a one thousand OPS. He scored two runs, had four hits, one of those hits being a double. He spent a uh, majority of last year at, uh, split between High A Lakeland and Double A Erie. At Lakeland, he had a two fifty nine average with a seven ninety three OPS, nineteen doubles, two triples, twelve home runs, uh, forty eight RBIs. He struck out fifty four times and walked thirty two. Hmm. At Erie, he had a three twenty one average, a eight sixty four OPS, a nine doubles, three home runs, twenty two RBIs. He struck out. 22 times and walked 19. So he was he was at Lakeland for more games than he was at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still looks promising. But he he shows in that stat line to me. He shows that he has power. He can hit for power, but he's also a patient batter. Yeah. If you're if you're drawing, what was that? Uh, 51 walks and only striking out 76 times. Sure. I'll take that that you know different that versus some, versus good. somebody that strikes out 120 times mm-hmm. and walks 10. 40 45 yeah. right. walks 10 yeah yeah that, that that's that's encouraging uh and uh you know he's been rated highly uh, by uh, he is our prospects fifth fifth ring prospect right now I believe yeah that's great wow well uh you know we're we, we've got another kid who is going to make the team at least for a few weeks. That's Dustin Peterson. Yep. Mm. And Dustin Peterson has, you know, you have any idea what his numbers uh, look like? Yeah. Uh, his yeah. his numbers from last year. Uh, first of all, we claimed him off of waivers from the Atlanta Braves, and he immediately jumped onto our top 30 prospect list at 29. Is that does that say something bad about our prospect list? It says something about our farm system, or it says something about the fact that a team cut him and he's actually a really good player. Hmm. Uh, So that'll happen. Last year uh, at Triple A, I always get the Brace Triple A city name wrong, so I'm not even going to attempt it. He uh, appeared in 107 games, hit 268. 11 home runs, 55 RBIs, walked 30 times, struck out 96, 23 doubles, 3 stolen bases. His OPS was 731. I mean, 
you would like to maybe see that strikeout total come down a little or that walk total go up. But, I mean, he hits for average. He hits a little bit of power. You, you so, never know. So uh, how long do we expect Jacoby Jones to be on the injured list? Two weeks. I mean, he's automatically got to be on there 10 days. Right. Yep. Um, after that, you know, I think I think it all depends on just you know if he can if he can if his shoulder is fine then he could be back within those 10 days if, is this guy a center fielder i mean he'll play you would probably play the corner outfield you'd probably have Matuk in, in center and you know the days that you know he he wouldn't Matuk wouldn't be in center you probably would throw goodrum out there in center like they have a few times already during spring training well uh this is a chance for this kid to show what he can do Yep. Get a couple weeks' experience with the big team. I hope they give him a chance to play a little bit. I, I, think, yeah. I think they will. Another person that will be making the opening day roster and is a top 30 prospect is number 19, and that's Spencer Turnbull. Oh, yeah, Turnbull. He yeah. will, according to an article I just read, he's going to be the third in the rotation. So we're going to have Zimmerman opening day. Yep, Boyd. Matt Boyd. Yep. Then Spencer Turnbull. Okay. So guess who would be lined up to start opening day in Detroit? Turnbull? Yep. Hmm. So if you're a Tiger fan, are you okay with that? Spencer Turnbull, a rookie, starting your opening no, day? No, they sometimes do change that. They, they sometimes do, and Ron Gardenhire's already said nothing is set in stone no, when it comes right. to but, opening day in Detroit. Hey, you know what? At this point in the Tigers' rebuild, I'm okay if freaking Ron Gardenhire wants to go out there and pitch. I, I don't know? think I don't think Ron would be okay with himself. As pitching, long but... as there's energy, give me something. Show me that you want to be in Detroit or just want to be in Major League Baseball. I think that's the biggest thing that I had gripes with with a lot of uh, of these other veterans coming into Detroit or just what they look dead. They look tired. They didn't want to play here. You know, they're just, they're just we're just going through the, oh, I have dead arm. I'm going through the motions. It's like, well, if that's the case, go take a shower, go back to your hotel room, and we'll call you when you feel ready to come play. But I love the fact that we have prospects. We have young guys that are going to be grinding all year to try to make a name for themselves. And yep. if they beat themselves up, like, you know, physically and emotionally, more power to you because that just shows that you really love the game of baseball. Well, I'm I'm okay with that as long as these guys play the game uh, in a way that they are 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 doing it right. Right. You know, give, give me some guys who can hit the cutoff. Yeah. Give me give me guys who can hit the other way with a runner on second and mm -hmm. nobody out. Right. Give me guys that can bunt. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm so tired of seeing. <laughs> I've seen a guy strike. You know, like, look, Aaron Judge, a great player. Sure. But that guy's potential to be Rob Deere. Yeah. 200, 200 strikeouts a season. Mm -hmm. He's got that potential because every swing is a big swing. Yeah. Well, you know, that, what about that the, the big team? Thing with, that was the big thing man. with Mike Napoli. I mean, Mike Napoli, when he was with uh, Boston, not Boston uh, Texas, when he was with Cleveland, the big thing was he can hit home runs. He also strikes out like 200 times every year. Yeah. But MLB is in love with the home run. Yeah. They're in love with it. And the bigger these guys get, they're going to need to start building bigger ballparks. Yeah. I I want to see baseball. I don't want to you know, this is it's becoming softball. It is. You know, you used to go out to Softball City or uh, whatever it was called uh, over there in, uh, anyway. Uh, you go out to these softball parks, mm -hmm. and these guys, 
you know, they got a 52 to 60-inch chest, and they're just beating the ball over yeah. the fence continuously. Mm-hmm. To me, that's boring. I want to see baseball. Yeah. I want to. The strategy. I, I want to see, see a guy who can go the other way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't have a problem with the shift. Show me somebody can hit the ball the other way. Victor did it all the time. He was like, okay, you're going to shift on me? Boop. <laughs> I, know, I know my friend David Kaner would disagree with me. He wants to outlaw the shift. I don't care. No. I, if, I mean, if, you're, if you can hit, show go me ahead. you can hit. Yeah, show me that you can hit. But, but there's another thing that's going to be coming into play possibly this year, and that's the four-man outfield. So you might not have the traditional shift, but there has been talk, you know, with some of these power hitters, do you do a four-man outfield? No. Why no? Because that's softball. That's my that point. Four man outfield. That is just a different variation of the shift. So are you playing? Are you playing one guy oh, shallow? Still nine guys on the field. Yeah. Put as many yeah. guys out there as you want. Wait. Are you? Wait. But are I'm you? Say, are I'm, you pl- I'm saying you can put that shortstop in left center or that second baseman in right center. Okay. For that batter, they've been talking about doing that with Bryce Harper. They've been talking about doing that because with a lot of power hitters because all they do is lift fly balls. If you have that one extra outfielder. There's a chance that get, yeah. that ball okay, dropping so, out. Man, make those outfielders so work for it. I can it. hit a ground ball to second. It's a base hit. I mean, I don't know. It depends on, A, who's that fourth outfielder. Is it, you know, that second or is that third or is that short? Baseball's um, a game of adjustments. Ex- exactly. Both the, it is. Both, the, both the defense and the offense. So well, we, most, we, some of the most exciting plays happen when a, a right fielder or a left fielder have to go running towards, you know— you put an extra guy out there. It's just everybody's going to take two steps, and then boop, that's it. Yeah. And the game, we'll make the game go quicker. Oh, MLB's, God, MLB is all about that. Um, but we we got to switch gears because we only got a few minutes left, and we need to talk about our ballpark food of the day. Oh, this is the best part of the show. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Now I'm just going to be hungry. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> so, what, uh, what's on the menu today? We're going all the way out to Angel Stadium, and, you know, that's the Los Angeles Angels uh, ball field. And the first item up is the Kraft Dog sig- Signature Pastrami Dog. Hmm. Which is a all beef hot dog. Oh my! Topped with shaved pastrami, sauerkraut, and sweet and spicy mustard. Mm. Well, at least it has mustard. Yeah, there are, there's but, a lot of things on that thing that Jess can't eat. Yeah, Jess won't eat. <laughs> it's not that Jess doesn't want to eat. You know, it, it, to me, you put a hot dog with mustard on a bun. It's it's almost irresistible. It is. And, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge mustard guy on oh. my hot dog. You know, I'm, I'm weird. Spi- I, it looks like spicy mustard. You may have just lost your spot on yep. the show. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I, okay, so you I, don't I, put ketchup I, on a hot no, dog, No, I don't. Do I don't know. I don't. I'm that I, I've got two no, yeses from back here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm one of those weird people that I need, you know, a nice sliced piece of cheese melted with that hot dog. I'm okay with cheese on almost anything. Okay, the right good. kind of cheese. Good. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm safe on this show. Right. Uh, the other... Item up there we is go. the. We could invent a cheese, a mustard-infused oh. cheese, made <laughs> for special hot dogs. <laughs> okay, go okay. go on. Our, I'm trying to our, our, it last, in my head. our last item is the smoked ring barbecue brisket sandwich. It is beef brisket, Ooh. slow slow smoked for 14 hours, and then it's hand carved, piled high with coleslaw, tossed in a zesty vinaigrette on a toasted bun. With a sweet and tangy Caroline-style barbecue sauce. And you got the pickles and the onions, too. Yep, yep. Although the only thing I don't see on there is the 
is the uh, the coleslaw is probably coleslaw. on the bottom. Yeah. 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 Well, it's being overtaken by that big slab of meat and the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it should it should definitely come with a bib. Yep. And it looks no like homemade it. homemade potato chips. Yeah, those it does. Look like yeah, homemade. those look good. Yep. Those look really good. I need them. Oh man. Man, I I I miss my days of eating red meat. <laughs> Look what you're doing to the poor man. Yeah. Oh, well, Dr. Berman uh, is pleased that I'm not eating red meat. Oh, that's so. good. So but before before we uh, wrap up the show, I, I do have to give a shout-out to Bowling Green State University Baseball. They opened up conference play this last weekend, and they went 3-0 and against our arch rival, the Toledo Rockets. First time the team's gone 3-0 and in conference play since 08. So I, I do have to give them a shout-out. You know, we uh, we— in doing the college tour, we took a tour of Toledo, and it had to be mentioned at least three times during the tour about that uh, brown and orange team down the road. <laughs> well, that, you know, that you know the rocket. The rocket statue at their football field is pointed at Bowling Green. So you know they truly we, don't like Bowling we, we, Green. We don't like each other. Uh, it's always great when you play your rival. It's also much sweeter when you sweep them. Yeah, I hear you. That's true. Well, I think that's uh, about going to wrap us up today. Uh, we're rounding third and heading for home. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's Thursday. opening day on the road in Toronto. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Cole. Have a great day. Let's play two.